When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Anthony. Hey, Goldberg! I better that talk was a team, brother. You stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, I hate hockey and I don't like kids. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Tech Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. It is award season. We're giving out our season end awards. Uh, we have, I think, 18 categories, uh, but I'm going to run through a few of them pretty quickly. Uh, this was, our nominations are coming from the Quackalite. So that survey that you all did, this is where these top nominations are coming from. I think if we want to go off the board, I think we can, but uh, I think we'll probably stick with the Quackalites on this one. But before we begin, thanks to everybody who attended the live pod. It was fun. I enjoyed it. We played a little family feud. We learned about our Quackalites. People called in from work. Gio was at work at his hotel, and he called in. Uh, a lot of prizes still going out. We got but, a call uh, in from the Cubs game. But yeah, we got a call in from the Cubs game. It was kind of wild. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. We'll uh, review, see what else we can do. Because I do like interacting with the Quackalites and playing the games. It's a lot of fun. But that's time for another day. Today, though, one more quick thing. Let, let's get a Kin Token update. It's been a while. So... We need a kin token update. December 2016. Kevin invests 340-ish dollars in kin token. Uh, it was down. It was up. It was down. It was down. And where are we at today, Kevin? Uh, I forget where we were last time, but we're at 23.52. Oh, geez. I think we were at like 50 dollars last time or 70 dollars. So, uh, yeah. 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 Not great. I was hopeful when we were at like 120 something, but uh, it all goes downhill here. So, Kevin, how often are you checking this? Are you only checking it like when you're on our podcast? Pretty much. I mean, every now and then I'll be like, hmm, I'm just kind of curious, but I'm not like monitoring it day to day or anything like that. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Enough uh, teasing going on here. As I mentioned, 18 categories, nominations are coming from the Quack Lights. I'm going to knock out two real quick because they were overwhelmingly. Uh, one answer from the Quackalites, and we can see if we agree or disagree here. Best non-don't-bother uh, kid, Mary Jell, the podcaster. Uh, any issues with that? None whatsoever. Nope, that sounds good. Most unrealistic moment, overwhelmingly blind hockey. Yes. Yeah, that's um, – we, we've talked a lot about that, and maybe we'll do a deep dive into it uh, one day. But yeah, that's the clear winner. All right. Let's move on here to the actual categories. Best secondary character. 
the nominees from our quack lights coach t logan nick and stephanie uh tommy your thoughts best secondary character um do you want my winner right now sure why not we can talk about it um i think coach t is the best secondary character because there is no show without him um and i i think it was a fantastic performance overall by Dylan Playfair, um, which brought it up. I know, I know I've talked a lot about how much I liked uh, Stephanie's character and her growth, but I think Coach T is the best secondary character overall. Um, I guess he doesn't have like a ton of depth. I think if we all, you know, if we had like a 20 episode season, which would have been interesting, I'm sure there would have been like some flashbacks to his childhood and you hear more about it. And maybe we'll get that in season two, kind of like a Coach T prequel. Um, but yeah, I think Coach T is my winner. Kevin, agree, disagree? Uh, I disagree with that. Uh, I, I, my secondary character winner, I think, is easily uh, Nick. Um, I think everybody else right after that is bunched together really closely. Like, I think Coach T and Stephanie were good. Um, but I, I, think, I think it has to be Nick because he carried the show so many times. Um, so that, yeah, I'm going to well, go with Nick. So, so my issue with that is I don't really consider Nick to be a secondary character. I guess he yeah. is especially like the first half of the season, uh, you can argue Nick and Evan are like the main two characters, like even include like, I guess, Lauren Graham and Bombay in there, but those are like the four characters, right? And so I don't really consider Nick to be secondary. He definitely drops off the second half of the show. Um, but I think that's kind of my voting process. It's like when you've got two actors and like they're both nominated for best actor in a leading role, even though they're in the same movie and it's kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought Nick was a main character. I, I would not have included him in this uh, thing, but the Quack Lights disagreed here. Um, well, okay, if we're removing Nick from that conversation, then then I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Tommy and go with okay. HD. All right. I, I think, though, Nick probably split the vote a little bit. Like, people might have voted for Nick when maybe they should have been voting for, like, a Coach T, a Stephanie, or a Logan. Yeah. but a controversy. Know, yeah, yeah. First category, really. We, we got the controversy. I will say I'm I'm kind of surprised Logan got as many votes as much as I love Logan. Like he didn't have that much screen time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let me I tell you that's... something. The, the Quackalites love Logan. He's nominated. Oh, I, I love I love Logan too. But I'm just fascinated. Quite a few nominations, but yeah, we'll go with Coach T. I think Stephanie has an argument just because she was maybe involved more, but we'll go with Coach T. Um, in in uh, the quack lights, they tied Stephanie and Nick at the top, but we're overruling them. Coach D, uh, biggest disappointment nominations: lack of the OG Ducks, the Checkmates, Blind Hockey, and Sam's plotline. Kevin, we'll start with you. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I don't. I, w- I wouldn't qualify Blind Hockey as a disappointment. It was just like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Man, I, I think the, the, the biggest disappointment for me was that we only got, the, I guess, lack of OG Ducks, but, I, but it's not so much the lack of them, it's that we got them all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if, we had, if, if they had been able to kind of like more organically sprinkle them throughout the show, it would have been better. Um, and maybe we do get that in the future, but I, I think that's probably the winner for me. Although I do like sam's storyline being a little hollow as kind of a disappointment too 
yeah, a worthy nominee there. But I agree. I think, yeah, if we could have gotten him sprinkled in, uh, as we talked about, maybe Fulton coming for the slap shot contest and uh, coaching him up, I think uh, would have been better. But yeah, we sort of got in and got out. Uh, I think that's just the nature of, you know, COVID and whatnot. But I would agree. Just the lack of the sprinkling of the OG Ducks. Tommy, are you good with that? Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. All right, let's go. Best OG Ducks appearance slash glow up. Uh, this is a nominee or a category suggested by, I think, Sarah, one of our producers. Best OG Ducks appearance slash glow up. Our nominees, Gee, Connie, Fulton, and Banks. Uh, I guess I'll start on this one. So, I mean, Guy, obviously, uh, the ladies love Guy. He looked really good. I'll give him credit for that. Fulton, I wasn't expecting the hair. Same with Banks. So, I just might go with Guy because he kind of is what I would have pictured where everyone else was kind of not. But, uh, Tommy, your thoughts? Um, I think if we're going purely on looks, and we know that looks are number one in life, um, <laughs> then it's Guy. But I think uh, my official vote's going to go to Connie for she's a state senator, and um, you know, good for her. Um, and she's a you know a working mom. She's able to uh, to do it all right, and she's apparently got a good man supporting her too. Um, so she kind of uh, gets my vote for that. Um, you know, uh, Kenny Wu and Averman each got two votes in this uh, category. So good for them. There was no one totally <laughs> shut out. <laughs> yeah, th- that is a good point, depending on how you want to define the category. For me, I, I, I'm going to kind of go along the same lines as Tommy, except I'm going to go with Banks because I feel like he made the biggest like transformation. Mm. You know, because he went from being like a cake eater, a Dinah kid, you know, and now he's like, a social worker and like kind of like you know uh kind of went completely 180 um so i think i think i'm gonna go with banks i i that's that's a great point um and i I do like how we've all kind of brought strong um arguments here for each of our picks and you know you don't want to harp on it too much but you do kind of think how much did covid changes would would banks have been like made a weird appearance i was like as a lawyer and like episode two or something like Mm -hmm. that and you know you've got fulton and the slap shot competition or maybe it's like even like the ending scene of like episode one where he like breaks something and then that's when you see him um so i think um we got a lot of um it's tough to even call it disappointment but that, that one season, the one episode was great, but you kind of think, man, how great it would have been if we could have gotten them all. Um, but at the same time, we, we did get someone like Coach Chi for the entire season who we would not have gotten. So I think we can all do now is just hope for season two. And I think we can expect to see cameos throughout in season two. Yeah. So let's try to get a consensus here. I, well, I think I'm the tiebreaker needs to be the, uh, well, I, th- I would say the tiebreaker needs to go to the Quackalites. Oh, okay. Interesting. I think that's I think that's a good good uh good policy. Okay. So I mean they pretty overwhelmingly uh Gee uh over Connie Fulton and Banks. Uh, Man, Connie. our quackalites are superficial as hell. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. So we'll we'll give Gee the award. Congratulations to Gee. I was ready to give up on him, and uh, he ends up getting the award. Very controversial. Uh, best hockey moment. So this is a category in our family feud the nominees logan's uh pancake goals the flying v the revamped flying v there at the end uh the og ducks training the don't bothers 
end of episode six. And then the Don't Bother's first goal, that uh, breakaway play, the Ivan spin move, top shelf. Uh, let's go. We're back to you, Tommy. Your uh, initial thoughts here and your vote. Um, this is tough. I think there's just one moment that sticks out to me in the OG training session. And that's when, like, you know, Connie's, like, teaching him, like, how to hit, like, the girls. Um, but I can't give it to that because of the one moment. I think the revamp Flying V, and this is something I mentioned in our podcast, like, how it seemed like they were making a conscious effort so it wasn't offside. So I like that. And I think, you know, the Flying V is iconic. That would be my official vote is the revamp Flying V. Kevin? Uh, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that Evan's, like, game, like, his takeover didn't get as much love. Um, cause I, cause I think that was my favorite moment. I just liked the way it was shot and everything. Uh, yeah, I like, the, I mean, the flying V obviously is always gonna be, is gonna stick out cause like that's what everybody loves and everybody grew up with. Um, I, I'm gonna go with, I like Logan's goals though. I'm gonna go with Logan's goals if, if that's one of our, our, our top contenders there. Yeah, yeah. There was some good shots on Evan Takeover. I also liked how they did Nick's goal. But yeah, if you're talking purely hockey moment, this is tough. Obviously, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's either Logan's goals or the Flying V. Logan's goal is just because it was so realistic, you know, in a very sort of unrealistic setting. They like sort of figured out a way to put it in. Revamp Flying V. I might go, I'm going to go with Logan's goals just because it was new. It was unexpected. And I appreciated that. So uh, Logan's goals, taking the best hockey moment. Uh, so we move on now. One of the bigger categories here, uh, best adult. The nominees for best adult, Coach T, Gordon Bombay, Stephanie, and Winnie. Alex with a big snub here. Did not even make the best adult nominees. Uh, Coach T, Gordon Bombay, Stephanie, and Winnie. Our, our Quackalites our really hate uh, Alex or Lauren Graham, I think, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I see a lot of uh, the hate that comes through on Twitter for her. Um, but uh, I, I, my, my first like, gut instinct uh, before I even saw the vote tallies uh, is Bombay, just because he was so funny and so good as like curmudgeonly Bombay at the beginning of the show. And then kind of, you know, became like that round character by the end. Um, so I, I think it's Bombay in a walk. Although honorable mention goes to Coach T just because he was so good and funny when it, when he did get the screen time. But I think it's Bombay easily. Yeah, I would agree here. Coach T, Stephanie, Winnie, all fun. But Bombay, from being grumpy to having some, you know, heartfelt moments, talking with Nick and teaching Logan. Uh, obviously in the best position here, but uh, I'll give it to Bombay as well. Right, Tommy? I'll also give it to add? Bombay. Um, the only thing I'll add is I think it could have been easy to um, make Bombay less of like a round character, like Kevin said, just like having him in the show would be enough. But they did a great job with his character. So it wasn't just he was there every other episode for four minutes or something like that, like cameos each time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... Um, a no-brainer for uh, for Bombay, not to say that there weren't other good adult characters like Stephanie, Coach T, and Winnie. Yeah, I, I like Stephanie a lot too, but um, I think her and Coach T are kind of in a separate tier. Yeah, Stephanie uh, snubbed so far here. All right, let's move on. Best secondary storyline, another category from Family Feud. So we had 
uh, three, and then there were a host of others tied for fourth. I was trying to get four nominees, so I'll just list all the ties too. Uh, the Maya Lauren friendship, the Alex Stephanie whole rivalry friendship uh, arc there, Nick and Evan's friendship, best friend zone, and then the ties for fourth, uh, Bombay and his hockey backstory, uh, Nick and Winnie. And uh, I guess you can include Coco, Chad, Mustard, Tim, all them in there. Uh, the Evan and Sophie relationship, and then the return of the OG Ducks. Those four were tied for fourth in, in the nominations. Um, so this is this is to me here best secondary storyline. I I think it's between Alex and Stephanie for me and Maya and Lauren. I I like the Maya and Lauren because I wasn't expecting it to go the way it did but Alex and Stephanie sort of brought the whole show together um so even though it's a secondary storyline I think it was sort of um a good through line to have there so I'll go with Alex and Stephanie but uh, Tommy I'll also go with Alex and Stephanie because like although I really enjoyed the the Maya Lauren friendship and how they became best friends I didn't think there was enough of it like through the entire season like Alex and Stephanie really is like episode one through episode 10. And, you know, it's Stephanie kind of, you know, is, is a pivotal character there at the end. Um, and I also really like the, uh, the growth of her character and then, you know, kind of made it heavy. Like one thing we, we've talked about a little bit in some of these episodes is, you know, having like some kind of tough topics come up specifically about, you know, parenting and as well as like when, what happens when parents split up, you've got obviously Logan's dad divorced, you've got, um, uh, Alex and her, and you know Nick uh, Evans' dad, who were never really together, um, and then you have Stephanie and, and her husband splitting up. Um, so I think uh, Alex and Stephanie's friendship and growth is is the uh, the best secondary storyline for me, and it's thanks to Stephanie. There you go, Kevin. Yeah, I, I was going to say Alex and Stephanie as well. I think their kind of relationship uh, and Stephanie is just really funny at being you know just like that awful boss. Uh, and she, similar to Bombay, kind of has this like round character uh, kind of uh, glow up, if you will. All right, we'll give it to Alex and Stephanie. Moving on here, approaching the halfway point, best use of technology. Another uh, family feud topic here. The four nominees, the cell phones for the soft hands drill, the wraparound podcast, Nick and Mary Jo, uh, Nick airdropping everyone in the cafeteria, and then Nick using his phone to distract Alex for the, you know, putting fun first to get Logan on the ice to score his goal. Uh, so we're back to you, Tommy. Best use of technology. Uh, honorable mention to the wraparound podcast, but I think that the phone hitting gets the vote for me. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I think I agree. I, when they did the cell phone thing, it was just a, like a really cool way to do a, a callback to the original series um, or to the original shows. And, uh, or the original movies, rather, documentaries, whatever you want to call them. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, also, I, I thought it was cool how they did the podcast in there, because um, it also kind of harkened back to like deeply in the radio show um, and the way they handled it. But I think that the, the phones, the soft hands was really good. Yeah, the phone, a good way to, you know, call back, but also update it for 2021, which I appreciated. So I'll go with that. I'll make it a sweep here. So Move on to most improved. So this is, you know, best character growth or arc here, most improved. The nominees, we have Gordon Bombay, Coob, Logan, 
and Stephanie. So Kevin, most improved. This is tough because I I loved I, I loved Logan's kind of storyline. Um, I don't think it had enough of an impact on the show though. Um, I want to say Bombay, but I think I'm going to give it to Stephanie just because she made like such a, a leap. Like Bombay wasn't like actively going out of his way to be like an asshole. He was just you know grumpy. Uh, but Stephanie was like just a total bitch the entire time and then kind of completely flipped. So I'm going to give it to Stephanie. Yeah, Bombay, that was my point with Bombay. Like he he sort of got to where he was before, but he didn't exceed where we saw him in the past. So I'm sort of out on Bombay. I kind of like Coop here. Like he was so terrible, became good, like became social, made friends. Got- yeah, but then he let so many easy goals in at the end. <laughs> But his parents showed up. They end up winning anyway. Uh, he steals the game. I, I'm still going with Coop. So, Tommy, it's up I, to you. I, I agree with, with Kevin here. So, I would love to be able to give it to Coop. I think if he'd gotten, like, five more minutes of dedicated time throughout the series, it could go to him. But, yeah, some of those soft goals at the end. And, like, his parents <laughs> showing up at the end was just kind of like a, oh, there they are. And Yeah, that, that was, that's a good point. I, mean, that, that, I would love to see, like, the extended – cut for that because like that felt like it was like a cutting room floor kind of thing like they they wanted to get this story in but they didn't have enough time and that kind of was the sacrifice that they made um, yeah and so I'm, I'm i'm going with stephanie you know and you know stephanie's getting a lot of a lot of awards here but i i think she does that that 180 basically um and and bombay doesn't truly do a 180 just because you knew it was always within his character to like mm-hmm. be an amazing coach and to like kind of hey yeah he does like hockey and he does like coaching kids. So um, I, I would give it to Stephanie. All right. We've reached the halfway point. So a quick recap, best non don't bother, Mary Joe, most unrealistic moment, blind hockey, best secondary character, coach T biggest disappointment, lack of the OG ducks, best OG ducks appearance slash glow up is Gee. best hockey moment, Logan's goals, best adult Gordon Bombay, best secondary storyline, Alex versus Stephanie. Best use of technology, the phones for the soft hands drill, and most improved was Stephanie. Um, any snubs that stick out for you as we move on here? None for me, really. I think the the Quackalites did a great job of nominating. Um, I think we kind of started off a little rocky with best secondary just because of the controversy with Nick. But I, I have a feeling Nick is going to do well in some other categories. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's go on here. Second half, best use of food. Great category. Be- great suggestion, I think, from the OG, Joey saying here. Best use of food. We have five nominees for this, or it's a tie. Uh, Logan's Pancakes, the Wing Eating Contest, Bombay Eating Cake, Kenny Wu with Breadsticks Gloves Shirt, and then the P.F. Chang's Gift Card at the end. Best use of food here. I don't remember who I'm on. I think it might be me. I think it is me. Um, I'm going to go with Bombay just eating the cake. Uh, just, you know, it was a nice subtle slide in. He ate a lot of cake. I, the wing eating contest was good, though. But, uh, yeah, it was sort of its own thing. Uh, setting up Bombay as, you know, the the cake eater and taking him out. I'm going with Bombay eating cake. Tommy, your thoughts? Um, I think. There's just three really good uses of food, Bombay eating cake, the wing eating contest, and Logan's pancakes. Um, I think Bombay eating cake is just 
a great callback, but to me, it's not necessarily like the greatest use of food. Um, I think as much, I do love the wing eating contest and, you know, as our quack lights know, we're going to have one of those later on once we do some training. Um, but Logan's pancakes to me gets it because it like directly impacts their performance on the ice. And it's, you know, um, it's a good moment and it's not just, Hey, how about he makes pancakes? He talks about how he cooks for his dad, things like that. So it wasn't just like a one-off moment. So Logan's pancakes for me. Fair points, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what Tommy said. Um, although I will add that the PF Chang's card moment was like one of the best, like LOL moments of yeah. the show. Um, that one like was like a belly laugh for me. Um, but it, it, I mean, it didn't have like enough of like a material impact on the show. It was just a really funny one-liner. Um, but I, I think I'm going to agree with Tommy that the pancakes, it had like a, like a material impact on the storyline. Um, and uh, but the Bombay eating cake was really funny, and I, I, but I do feel like um, they went away from the cake, like they they like started yeah. really strong with it, and then they kind of just like dropped it off, like um, so. I, maybe if they had kind of carried that through the, the show more, it, it might have been more of a contender for me. But I think Logan's pancakes wins for me. All right, moving on. Now we're getting into some of the heavy hitters here. Best callback, another Family Feud category. Best callback. Uh, we had we had a tie here, so we have six nominees. Fulton breaking the window. Are we ducks or what line at the end there? The OG jersey change, the quacking, the theme music sort of sprinkled in throughout, and then the soft hands drill with the phone. So we are to you, Tommy. Best callback. Um, I think I might have to give it to um, Fulton breaking the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, Bombay's car's window. Um, you know, part of it might just be because of that episode. But I think that's the uh, that's the moment for a lot of us, and just very solid. Kevin, yeah, I totally agree with Tommy. That was like uh, like a, a genuine like goosebumps moment for me uh, whenever Fulton broke the the glass. So I'm gonna go with that. All right, I'll I'll give it to that. I appreciate uh, that. I would have probably gone with the quacking just because that was the biggest moment for me with that I wasn't seeing coming but honorable mention to the jersey change as well I think if I didn't get that spoiled it would have been a bigger contender so Disney plus all right moving on best don't bother here we go best don't bother the nominees Evan Logan Nick and Sophie Kevin uh, I think it has to go to Nick uh, just because he carried the show as I said earlier uh, so often um I, I selfishly want to give it to Logan just because I love Logan, but Nick Nick was just so good throughout, uh, so consistent, so funny, um, and uh, and he was responsible for a lot of kind of getting them together. So uh, I think it's I think it's Nick, and I don't think it's really close. That's a good point. Like he does sort of create the team there when he gets everybody in the cafeteria to you know he airdrops at the cafeteria. Obviously, Evan gives the big speech. Uh, but yeah, I would go with Nick. I mean, he was he was a highlight of pretty much every episode. Uh, Tommy? I would also go with Nick. Agree with everything. He's the best. Don't bother. Um, I don't think it's even particularly close. Perfect. All right. We move on to the Frank Huddy Award, the most litigious moment. Another suggestion from Joyce here. Uh, so we have four nominees for the most litigious moment. Uh, obviously, the hearing in Ballroom J, 
where uh, Bombay was sort of uh, had to defend himself and Alex came through. Uh, Stephanie going at the end to give the Don't Bothers the Ducks name, uh, going uh, above Coach T. Uh, Coach T's work to get Bombay, you know, at the bar to admit his fault and then reporting him to the board. And then Alex's loss in the slap shot contest. So I, I appreciate Coach T's work. I think Coach T's work to go and then report him to the board, very um, sly move to, you know, get all that out of him and then, you know, pull sort of a lawsuit type deal for a, a lack of a better term. So I would actually go with Coach T in this situation. Tommy? That's interesting. Uh, I would probably give it to the hearing. I think that's maybe a little bit playing it too close to the letter of the law. Um, but that was the Frank Huddy moment where they're kind of bringing in all their precedent and they're, um, you know, just think of Frank Huddy saying with an open container, you know. Um, and so that's what I would I would give it to the the ballroom Jay hearing, even though like it's hilarious. They just like set up a card table for like the three judges or whatever. Kevin? Uh, I think I, I think I'm going to agree with Mike because um, I, I think when we talked about this a little bit that the hearing scene kind of fell flat. Uh, it was kind of I don't know that like it it moved this the story along, but it, I don't know. It's just it, it was missing something. So, but I and I loved the Coach T kind of setting all of that up. So I, I think uh, Coach T kind of playing psychological warfare. I think that was great. Yeah, that was like the sneakiest sort of like. I'm playing within the law, but kind of using the loopholes in the law to get what I want. So I appreciated that. So we move on here. Best moment or scene. Here we go. Uh, the OG Ducks return in the pizza parlor scene. The OG Ducks with the limo on the ice. The OG Ducks uh, training the Don't Bothers meeting on them at the end. And then we had a tie for the fourth nominee. Uh, the D5 jerseys coming out. Uh, the Logan, Logan's first goal or I guess Logan's goals, we can do that. Uh, the don't bothers forfeiting states, that locker room scene, you know, the Rudy scene that we talked about in the last episode. And then uh, Guy and Connie naming their kid after Bombay. So Tommy, you're up first. Best moment or scene? Mighty Ducks Game Changers, season one. Best moment or scene, I think it's, gosh, it's got to be the return in the pizza parlor, right? You know, I think it's between that or the, the don't bothers meetup, but that was kind of a little corny because like really how much do, do these kids know about other youth hockey players from 20 <laughs> years ago? Um, but the pizza parlor scene to me, um, I, th I think that's kind of like what everyone is watching the show for is to get that scene. And I would not be surprised if some people said, Oh yeah, I only watched episode seven and it was fantastic. And then maybe I started the whole series or something like that. Kevin. Uh, it I guess if if we're picking from the finalists here, um, I mean you can I, go off the board. I, I'm just like like I, I get why they voted for all the OG Duck scenes, um, but I didn't think most of those were like the best scenes of the show, like the, the best moments of it. You know what I mean? Uh, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll stick to 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 our format here. Um, I'm gonna go with the OG Ducks meeting the Don't Bothers just for the sole reason that the music during the the pizza parlor scene was insane um, and I couldn't stand it. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the, uh, the, them actually skating on the ice and you got some cool moments in there. You got Kenny Wu doing the, doing all his old figure skating stuff. And uh, 
I, I think that scene was just better than, than the pizza parlor scene. And a lot of it was because of the music. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with Tommy here. I'm going to go pizza parlor scene just because we were waiting for it. It happened. We got the update on everybody. Uh, it was kind of the, well, everything we wanted to have, we had it, but I am curious, Kevin, what would you go with if you went off the board? Um, again, I, I think, um, Evan, Evan's kind of moment when his dad shows up, I thought that was a really, really good scene, um, or a good, a good moment. Um, Logan's goal was good. And that was one of the finalists. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like there were so many better moments during the show that kind of centered around the Don't Bothers or or Bombay or, or whatever instead of the OG Ducks moments. But I, I mean, I get again why why they got so many votes. But um, I think there were just some, some some cooler moments throughout the show. But and so maybe I would go with Evan kind of like becoming the the killer when his dad shows up. That's fair. I might have gone, if it was just up to me, I might have gone the end of episode two when they're like, it, like it's not fun when we suck. And then Evan leads the team out mm, after. That, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll change mine to that because I forgot about that. That was a great, great, great moment. Yeah. So that would have been mine. But uh, we're going officially the OG Ducks returning the pizza parlor scene. Um, so we are now, we have three left here. Uh, going to the Charlie Conway Award. Most petulant moment, uh, Charlie Conway. Obviously, a D three Charlie Conway. I think this is where we're pulling from. So, most petulant moment. We have Coach T's hissy fit after the Ducks lost. Um, the whole team shutting Evan after he practiced with the Ducks. Interesting choice by the Quack Lights there. Uh, Nick overreacting to Bombay training Logan, and then Evan going to the Ducks practice. So, Kevin, most petulant moment. Um, man, I, I, this is a really good category. I'm, I'm glad we did this. This is good. Um, I think I'm going to go with Evan going to Ducks practice and then kind of the follow through of that, of him being like, why are they so upset at me? Um, cause I, the other ones, uh, the whole team shunning Evan, I feel like they kind of like gave that up pretty quickly. Um, I, coach T sissy fit was great. Um, but I think Evan going to the Ducks practice and then the follow through of him um, not really like getting why that upsets so many people. I think that's my winner there. Yeah, that's a good point. I can see that. I might go like if we're just talking like pettiness, I think I would go Nick and Logan, especially. Obviously, it ends nicely, but like Nick, you scored a goal. He's on your team. You should support your teammate instead of like being all selfish. Like, oh, I don't have anything. So especially because Logan's like the sweetest guy in the world, too. Yeah. So I would go with Nick. So we go to Tommy here to break the tie. So I don't know how petulant this is, but Sam basically getting ready to quit the team. <laughs> yeah, I'm so kind of surprised that's not higher. That's, that's like fair. that was just so out of. I guess out of character, we didn't know a ton about Sam. And that's kind of one of the, the critiques we've had is not having like a great backstory for him, but him just like, Oh, this is like, this isn't weird and crazy anymore. So now I'm quitting. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lobby that this falls under the category of, of my, of my winner. So you're picking the Sam. No, 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 no. I'm saying that Tommy's argument about Sam falls under the category of Evan practicing for the ducks. Oh, okay. 
I see. I see what you're saying. I'm lobbying here. That's what I'm doing. Well, I mean, Evan practicing with the Ducks makes sense, though. Are you talking about the team being like pissed at him, or? Well, yeah, because like, like, cause, like th that caused Sam to like quit the team or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Coach G's hissy fit was good. I mean, that's like pure petulance, right? Yeah. It was good. Uh, I was just yeah, more was great. expected from him, so I didn't go with that. But I could go. Uh, if you go with that, we would go to the 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 Clackalites vote. Yeah, and so Nick overreacting to Bombay. Um, that was and that's that's less petulant, and, and Nick being more like, like, oh shucks, you know. He wasn't like all pissy. Like he wasn't like get out of here. You know, go go coach someone else. I don't need you anymore. You know, then he would he wins it in a landslide. I think. Um, but I think I give it to Coach G's hissy fit because that is the petulant, the pure like Charlie Conway like being a little bitch to Fulton. You know, <laughs> that is the that's like the spirit of the 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 Conway Award, and I think it's Coach T's hissy fit. Okay, so we go to the quack lights, and it is Coach T's hissy fit wins by one vote. Uh, yeah, the Quack Lights were not happy with the whole team shunning Evan after uh, he practiced with the Ducks. So, uh, and and I think that could have gotten a little bit more traction, but like Evan did like a terrible job of trying to explain it. Yes. Um, <laughs> if he had done a good job of explaining it, and then they still shunned him, it would have been like, wow, these kids are kind of dicks anyway. All right, let's move on. Two categories left. We have the MVP, big one here. MVP. There's only three nominees. Only three really sit above the rest in these nominees. We have Gordon Mabey. We have Evan. And we have Nick. So it's to me to start it. Obviously, Gordon, um, you know, he has – we've talked a lot about him, but he's sort of an assistant coach throughout and, you know, has some good moments. But I wouldn't make – I wouldn't say he's the most valuable – in that first season uh so it really goes to nick and evan and as we talked about nick got the team together he sort of pushed this along when evan was still sort of against it so i i think i'm gonna go nick for my overall mvp tommy so i i think it's a it's a two-horse race i think it is between nick and gordon bombay um and I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. You know, there's no don't bothers without Nick. There's no ducks without Gordon Bombay. Um, you know, the don't bothers don't make it as far as they did without Bombay. Um, but Nick, you know, I think we all agree had like the best delivery, the best lines, but he did fade toward the end of the season through no faults of like the character or the actor, Max Simpkins. So I'm going to give it to Gordon Bombay for being the overall MVP. And like I said earlier, when I, in the best adult conversation, they could have just thrown him in for, for like five minutes an episode, but here he is trying to like be the father figure for Evan. He's like, and he's not making moves on Alex. Um, and, and even if he did, I'm, if he did that, actually, I'm sure Kevin would make him the MVP. Um, <laughs> but like the, the wing eating contest and then like, you know, uh, him having his moment where he like lies about not being invited or whatever um because he doesn't want to make it about him whatever so i think it was uh i think i give it to gordon bombay as the mvp of you know mighty ducks game changers then we go to kevin i i feel like tommy just did that thing where uh it, that like oscars thing where they get like a lifetime achievement award and then you're like wait he won his oscar for that um 
but uh, I, I think it's Nick, and I don't think it's even close. Um, I Bombay was great, yeah, but Nick was just like such a catalyst for the entire show, and and all the all like the really funny moments were all Nick for the most part, um, or Coach T, but uh, he's not in this. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's Nick, and I don't think it's even close. All right, we go with Nick. We go to the final category, best Easter egg. So a little little kind of overlap with best callback, but I went Easter egg, you know, stuff that's thrown in that's not necessarily directly fully addressed. So best Easter egg, the nominees, Bombay Eating Cake, Hendrix Pavilion, the Ducksworth Law Firm, and Fulton Breaking Bombay's Window. So we go to you, Tommy. Best Easter egg. I think it's Bombay eating the cake. You get it right off the bat and it's like the cake eater. It's, it's something that I think you, you do really need to appreciate. Um, someone you've like, you've invested time into the original series and you know, the line cake eater, you see me eating the cake. It's not like thrown at you like, Oh, eating cake. And then they pause and like, look at the camera or anything. It's really good. I think the Hendrix pavilion is nice, but that's like, um, it's a graphic, right? It's, it's not like a, yeah. a, a true, like, you know, fun Easter egg callback, whatever. So um, I would give the Easter egg to Bombay eating cake um, right off the bat. To me, that was, uh, that was great. Kevin. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Bombay eating cake too. Although I think the, the more, more subtle and more, uh, uh, I don't know, Easter eggy kind of thing was the Ducksworth Law Firm because you had to like look into the title, uh, the title credits to even get that. Um, so, uh, but I, I think the cake, the cake eating thing, I think that was uh, just very well done and just a very funny kind of um, quick homage uh, back to the original. Yeah, I, I, with the Ducksworth thing, I thought it was maybe a little too subtle. Like you had to yeah. either screenshot Alex's folder where it says Ducksworth Law Firm or yeah, find the lawyer. Uh, his name's Dan's Dan Ducksworth. Uh, yeah, Hendrix Pavilion, as Tommy talked about, it was just a graphic. I think if they if they played it up a little bit more, I think it would have had a chance. And then Fulton breaking Bombay's window was definitely a category. But yeah, Bombay eating cake, throwing it in there, I'm going with that as well. One thing they could have done for Hendrix is like if they had if they're at the Hendrix Pavilion, if one of the ducks is like, man, this says Hendrix all over it or something like that. That could have been like a really good Easter egg callback there, but. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. Um, we did not do best quote of the series. I don't know if that is an official category, but uh, anything come to mind right off the bat? We don't necessarily have to do it, but I guess we did it for every episode. So, uh. Well, I, I think I've, I've mentioned this in multiple episodes. My favorite line was the Coach C saying, well, I've got a trophy and a $200 gift card at P.F. Chang's that says otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked it so much. I, I asked the writers about it. And that's a great episode. You want to listen back a couple episodes ago. Um, but to me, that was my favorite quote. Obviously, it is. Um, it doesn't move the show forward whatsoever. Um, but it was just really funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's the first one that comes to my mind, too. So. I, I think for me, um, and it's surprisingly not a Nick one, but I did like I Will Defend Belgium. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought that was a really, really funny moment. Um, but uh, um, I'm blanking now on the one that I referenced earlier. Um, that was just the, the oh the, well yeah I guess I'll agree with Tommy like the PF Chang's like that was just like a, a LOL like just really funny moment. All but, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So 
not an official category, but we'll throw it out there. Maybe maybe season two, we'll add it officially. Uh, so to recap, best non-don't bother, Mary Jo, most unrealistic moment, blind hockey, best secondary character, Coach T, biggest disappointment, the lack of the OG Ducks, best OG Ducks appearance, Gee, hockey moment, Logan's goals, adult, Bombay, secondary storylines, Alex and Stephanie, use of technology, the phones for the soft hand drill, most improved, Stephanie. Uh, best use of food, Logan's pancakes. Best callback, Fulton breaking the window. Best don't bother, Nick. Most litigious moment, Coach T sneaking around and then reporting Bombay to the board. Best moment or scene, the ducks in the pizza parlor. Most petulant moment, Coach T's hissy fit. MVP is Nick. Best Easter egg, Bombay eating cake. Uh, biggest snubs, Evan and Alex did not take home really anything in the whole award sequence. Evan had a couple. Just got just totally snubbed yeah they're not so going to show up to next year's awards <laughs> evan had a couple uh season or uh, episode mvp so he at least took home something uh you know daytime emmy type deal but uh alex when when, when we do this after season four though tommy can give evan his uh, lifetime achievement award <laughs> yeah there you go i'm just like oh he just uh carried the first two seasons but then he was killed off in that horrible car wreck <laughs> There you go. So thanks for that. If you uh, have any questions, you know where to find us at quacktech.com. Go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes. Tell us your biggest snubs. What did we get wrong? Uh, thanks to our producers, Alex, the newest producer. Alex L, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, you have not DM'd us. So if you're listening to this, send us an email, DM us so we can send you some stickers. If you want to be a producer, there's a link in the show notes. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. The quick attack is back, Jack. Oh, yeah.